If you remember, during last few weeks, we have completed few studies, uh, especially on Sunday morning. We talked about the Ten Commandments of God. We had a good time of study, studying about the Ten Commandments, and we are trying to understand how the Ten Commandments are relevant in the current context. And when we moved on to study more about intercessory prayer, and why intercessory prayer is important and we also spend some time knowing about what is really intercession and what is really someone standing in the gap for someone else and we understood God expects not a specific group of people but he expects the entire church for that matters to pray for not to pray just to pray for our own needs but also to pray for others the needs of others at some point of time we are in, we were encouraged to take a little bit of time just to remember someone who is on need just remember someone who really asked us to pray that week someone would have told us you know just remember me in your prayers so maybe you need to take a little time not always just praying for others but to pray for someone who is in need and you know and we just spent really really good amount of time to know more about intercessory prayer so this morning I would like to start a new series a new topic the name is faith you know faith is an essential ingredient of a Christian life faith is an essential ingredient of any Christian who lives on this earth and say that I am a child of God you know there is the baseball hall of fame i remember last week you know we spent good amount of time knowing about the sport gymnastics and how it is relevant to our spiritual walk with the lord and it was an amazing i got a few feedbacks about that sermon and you know we we we, we really took time to know about how Gabby Douglas she performed in the sports and what she what really made her to bring her up in her life and what are the kind of things that gymnasts would undergo as they come up in their career and how we can apply that in our spiritual life and today we are here to know more about faith there are something known as Hall of Fame you know every area in our life or every area in the society in the culture people come out with something called hall of fame so there is a baseball hall of fame and there's a national cowboy hall of fame there's a rock and roll hall of fame and canadian football hall of fame the walk of fame and even the gospel music of fame you know each of these recognize the outstanding achievements of individuals in every area you know people achieve so many things to excel in their career so these hall of fame you know they put all this together and make a book or make a, a, an event or make a community or a society um, you know with all this together put all this together and they really cherish over their experience what they have gone through in their lives they showcase people who shaped the game and they tame the, wilder, uh, the, the wilderness you know sometime even they talk about that some of the areas they revolutionized the music industry they made it big on the silver screens 
how they contributed to the development of the society. You know, they were greats who stand out in the history. And if you go back and, you know, get into the history, you will find their name and you will find so much information about um, them. So we walk through their lives and we tell their stories and we marvel at their achievements and we celebrate their contribution to those areas where they contributed much more. We imagine ourselves in their place and wonder how we would have behaved, how we would have responded to the unique challenges and the opportunities they face in their lives. So Hall of Fame usually it shows what is achieved and it also shows more is possible. And you can be one among the person who can be who can easily figure in in those Hall of Fame. The book of Hebrew, the chapter 11, is often called the Hall of Faith or the Faith Hall of Fame. In this noted Bible chapter, the chapter 11 of Hebrews, the writer of the book of Hebrews introduces an impressive list of heroic figures from the Old Testament. Remarkable men and women whose stories stand out to encourage and challenge our faith today. If we go through the book of Hebrew, especially chapter 11, we see a list of people, men and women who stood for their faith in the Old Testament. There are around 12 noted heroes of faith and few others are greatly admired for their achievement they made during their lifetime on this earth. So it is worth taking time to study each of these heroes and each of their lives and find out how we can live by faith today. And those heroes live by faith in their lifetime. And God expects every one of us to live by faith even today. Hebrews chapter 1, let's turn to the book of Hebrews chapter, one, chapter 11, verse 1. The verse 1 defines faith. What is faith? Let's read verse 1 of Hebrew chapter 11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You know what is faith? Faith is the substance. Hebrew, Hebrew is almost at the last part of the, the Bible. Uh, before Revelation, before Jude and before James to be specific. Hebrew chapter 11 and verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. You know what is faith? We see something, we see that fan and then we know it is a fan. And if the fan is taken out of that place and if I tell you that there is a fan, do you believe? No. If I tell you that there is a fan here, do you see that fan here? No, you say, no, you don't, I don't see a fan there. You know, that is what is faith. You know, seeing and believing is not faith. But not seeing and still believing is what is faith. You know, that's what at times God expects in our lives. 
you know it's tough to believe tough to believe if you see something in your life you believe it but when we say that you know God has a future a blessed future for you we don't believe it why because I, we don't see anything in our life you may say that I don't even see a trace of it I don't see even you know there's a sign that I will have a blessed future I don't believe it how can you say that you know that's what is faith and you'll be amazed as we go down and see everything in our Christian life work around faith if you don't have faith there is nothing in our Christian life you know faith is the fundamental to any Christian life Christianity today is standing by faith on faith we know God created the heaven and the earth how do you know that by faith by faith otherwise, otherwise we cannot simply believe it you know God created heaven and earth we believe it and we know that it's by faith we know God our God is a triune God we call him as father son and the Holy Spirit how do you know that by faith we know the birth of Jesus Christ by faith we know Jesus Christ died for our sins how do we know that we know that by faith we know our sins are forgiven by the precious blood of Jesus Christ we know that by faith everything is by faith if you take that word faith from our Christian life no we don't have anything we don't have any basis on which today we stand and we worship God faith knows God and faith trusts God and faith moves with God in every one of these lives in Hebrew level 11 we see that faith knows God and faith trusts God and faith moves along with God the first hero who is listed in the great heroes of faith list is Abel is Abel Abel was the second son born to Adam and Eve he was the first in fact he was the first martyr who died ever on this land and he was also the first shepherd in the Bible you know Bible talks very little about this hero by name Abel except that he found a favor in the sight of God and his offering was pleasing to God and God accepted his offering that's what we read in the book of Genesis let's read Hebrew 11 few verses now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen verse 2 says for by faith the elders obtained a good testimony verse 3 says by faith we understand that the worlds were created or framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible verse 4 by faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain through which he obtained witness that he was righteous God testifying of his gifts and through it he being dead still speaks you know first person to be listed in the list of great heroes of faith is Abel let's go to Genesis and try to find out a little bit about more about Abel Genesis chapter 4 the first book in the Bible Genesis chapter 4 verse 1 to 12 I just read it for you just follow me carefully Genesis chapter 4 verse 1 now Adam knew Eve his wife and she conceived and bore Cain 
and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Cain brought some vegetation from the ground, of the ground. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and their fat, and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at your door, and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Verse 8. Now Cain talked uh, uh, with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I a keeper of my brother? And he said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. Verse 12, When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. A fidget you and a vagabond, you shall be on the earth. So finally Cain received the punishment from God because he went and killed his brother Abel. You know, that's what the word of God says. You know, this was the first family on this earth. When God created the planet, you know, with everything perfect, and he gave this planet to be ruled over by man into his hand, and this was the situation of the first family on this earth. Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. You know, most of the sermons in this topic are around the offering that Abel made to God. What is so special about that offering Abel made to God? Or it is centered around to study the characteristics of Cain. Why he rebelled against God. Why he killed his brother. You know, why he said, why he was angry. Why his countenance fell. You know, most of the sermon is around that. But today, we are more interested in finding out what kind of faith Abel had that he is considered as one of the heroes of faith and still breathing, still a breathing example in the book of Bible, in the book of Hebrews especially. So we want to find out what kind of faith he had. Adam and Eve, they sinned against God and as a result, you know, they were banished or expelled out of the Garden of Eden. We know that story in Genesis chapter 3. The Bible tells us that Eve became pregnant as we read and gave birth to Cain. After that, Eve gave birth to his brother Abel. Abel took care of the flocks and Cain became a farmer. That's what we read. You know, that's how the first family started their living on this earth. You know, life might have been tough for them. Life might have been difficult for this family. Even they, even before, even at the time they, when they tried to, you know, set up their family. These two little children, Cain and Abel, were growing under the parenthood of Adam and Eve, who were rejected by God. And they were expelled out of the Garden of Eden. 
you know think of their situation adam and eve and these two little boys they were growing in that situation all that these parents had was the sad story of losing the opportunity of living in the garden of eden you know there was no pain there was no sorrow everything was perfect and god the father bible says in the cool of the day god the father walked with them and he spoke to them they had everything perfect in their life now that they are expelled out of the garden they cannot they can no more experience all the blessings in their life all that these parents had is that sad story of what they went through few days before or few months before in the garden of eden you know they might have been pondering upon the fact that the momentary disobedience that caused such a great rejection in their life they would have thought about the negligence that caused them to sin against god the deception that took place in their heart resulted in you know eating the forbidden fruit in their life the failure to discern the devil's voice they didn't know that it is the devil who is talking to them they thought he came and told he deceived them he told no god would not have told you like that when you eat the fruit you will become like god he deceived them and they might have been thinking about this all day and all night i'm sure the guilty conscience would have troubled them to the extreme that adam and eve might have had sleepless night you know during those times as they were trying to build up these two little ones cain and abel in the house where the first family who started their living on this earth there were frustration and disappointment they grew this little ch- two children in that atmosphere you know not sure how much was told them about god i don't really understand i don't know how much was portrayed to these little ones about god i don't know whether they understood god as a kind and loving god or as a cruel taskmaster i don't know how they understood god not sure how the christian virtues such as obedience the reverence to god fear of god and not following the voice of the devil but following the voice of god i don't know how much was taught to these little children as we teach them right now but i don't know how much was taught to this these little one you know but one thing was told very clearly to adam to cain and abel is about giving to god you know that's the reason we see both of them come to god with offering in their hand they were taught very well about giving to god they gave to god god they brought their offering to god you know but bible says in genesis 4 when it was time for the harvest cain presented some of his crops and a gift to the, as a gift to the lord and abel brought some of the gifts from his the first born from his you know from his flocks the bible says the lord accepted abel's offering and he rejected the gift given by cain we may wonder why it is so and he in fact asked god when the rejection happened he asked cain why are you so angry the lord asked why do you look so dejected you will be accepted if you do what is right but sin lies at your door if you do not do good if you do not do right things in the sight of god 
And one day Cain took him, took Abel to the field and Bible says he killed him over there. Afterward the Lord asked God, where is your brother? Where is Abel? And the answer was, I don't know. I don't know. Am I a keeper? Am I a guardian for my brother? You know, such was the reaction of Cain to God. But the Lord said, what have you done? Listen to me. Your brother's blood cries out from the ground for vengeance. You know, these are the kind of conversation going on there. But in the midst of all this, Hebrew 11.4 says, By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than his brother Cain. So I want to find out what made him so special. What made the offering given by Abel so special over there. The only reason for God accepting the offering was his faith the only reason was faith because Bible says by faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice it's not that the offering was excellent but by faith the offering was made excellent it was an excellent sacrifice found pleasing in the sight of God the only reason God accepting Abel's offering was his faith in the Old Testament if you remember, both the fruit of the land, land and the firstborn is considered as precious. You know, throughout we see they bring the, uh, you know, the fruit of their land. They bring the grain as an offering to God, and they bring the first fruit of their, you know, their 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 uh, herd. You know, both are acceptable in the Old Testament, but we find it's both acceptable. There is nothing wrong in what they do. But then, God accepted only the offering of Abel. Today, anything we do to God is acceptable only if we do it by faith to God. You know, our prayer is not acceptable to God if it is not by faith. Our regular participation in the, in the ministry, in the church is not acceptable to God if it is not by faith. Our giving is not honored by God if it is not by faith. Every time you put an offering in that offering box, you need to put that by faith. You need to do it by faith. What is that faith we do? Lord, you gave me so much. I am giving you the one tenth of it. Or I am giving you whatever God is putting in my mind. And what is that faith? I know for sure you will bless me. I know for sure you will bless me. Your word scripture promises that you will bless me. You know, we need to do things by faith. Our commitment to God is not acknowledged by God if we don't do it by faith. Our service and ministry, everything need to be done by faith. So anytime we do something outside this faith, the Bible says it becomes sin. Anytime we do something outside this faith, Bible says it is sin. You know, we read that in Romans chapter 14, Romans chapter 14, verse 23, Romans chapter 14, verse 23, we read that, but he who doubts is condemned if he eats because he does not eat from faith. You know, Bible talks about the, uh, the, uh, the food that is offered to idols. But then at the end of it, for whatever is not from faith is sin. Whatever is not from faith, it is sin. Of course, it is talking about we not being faithful to our conscience. It is sin. 
No, God expects us to do everything by faith. Cain sinned against God by not offering to God by faith. In Genesis 4-7 we read, If you do well, or what is right, will you not be accepted? God is asking him, asking Cain. If you do well, or what is right, God will he not accept you? And he is saying, and if you do not do well, or refuse to do what is right, sin lies at your door. You know, it becomes sin. It becomes sin. So the writer of Hebrews makes it clear that doing well is doing by faith. Now if you want to read it, Genesis 4-7 in the light of Hebrews, we can read it so, read it like this. If you do it by faith, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do it by faith, sin lies at the door. And God wants us to do things by faith. You know, what was the faith of Abel? So I wanted to know more about his faith. So I just went on a little more. Probably this is what would have happened. That's my imagination. His parents, Adam and Eve, have told their experience with God in the Garden of Eden to these little children, Adam and uh, sorry, Cain and Abel. They talked about how they were made from the dust and from the bone. The kind of freedom that was given for them in the Garden of Eden. The kind of instruction they got from God not to eat the fruit of one particular tree and enjoy the rest in their life. The cunningness of the enemy, serpent. Adam, he would have told, the serpent came. I never realized that it is a serpent, but I end up listening to the voice of the serpent. That's what I send. And probably he would have given a warning. Be careful about that serpent, you know. It's not just a serpent, it is a devil himself. So he, she would have given such kind of warnings. Their failure to obey God, and they would have taught these little children. The result of their failure, the, the, the promise of redemption that God said, I will come back and rescue you. The promise about the birth of Jesus Christ, which was spoken even in the Garden of Eden. Everything would have been shared to these little boys. They told them the long story, and they took them out, out, of, the, out of their house, a little hurt. And they would have probably shown the Garden of Eden very far away from the place where they are dwelling. And they would have showed them the cherubim standing in front of the Garden of Eden with a fiery sword in their hands. And they would have showed them the, to the little boys, that's what is the Garden of Eden. We were made there in that Garden of Eden. God created there. But now since we fell in sin, now to, today we are standing outside. Now this story was perceived in two different ways. Abel just believed it. He believed in God. He believed in the reason for the fall of their, her, his parents. And the promise of redemption made to them. But Cain had a tough time in believing it. Cain couldn't believe it. Abel just believed it and he just believed what you know Adam and Eve told them but this man this boy Cain couldn't believe that he couldn't believe how his parents were made from the dust how can my mother would have been made from the bones it's all just stories but Cain couldn't believe it at all Cain really had a tough time in believing all these things. And he would, have, he would not have believed, how come God can speak to my parents? 
Now they are telling all these things. Probably they had a nightmare. You know, probably they would have seen something as they were afraid in this wilderness where nobody else is there. They were all living alone. And Cain decided, all this cannot be true. I'm sure the serpent would not have done anything to my mom. It's all just, you know, she was just afraid of something. She would have seen something in the dark. Probably that's what she's afraid of. You know, that's what is the difference. Both listened to the story of Adam and Eve and Abel just believed it. And Cain couldn't believe it. You know, today we see a generation, they don't believe in the creation of God. You know, in the schools and, you know, in, in, in everywhere, in the society, they were taught that everything came from your ancestors and your ancestors are from monkeys. You know, and they don't believe the creation of God. And there is an evidence. Cain couldn't believe it. And they are nothing but the generation of Cain. They are the generation of Cain. And how can God bless them? But God honored the offering of Abel, but now God rejected the offering of Cain. That's what the Bible says. And it says, if you don't do well, if you don't pursue it by faith, sin lies at your door. And how can you explain, expect blessing from God having sin lies at the door as a dog? You know what lies at the door? The dog. At least in our countries, right? The dog is lying at the door and, you know, watching over the house. Like the dog, Bible says the sin lies at the door and the sin comes from where? Where? Not believing God. Not believing God. You know, that's the major difference I see here. Now, his faith is seen as he brought the lamb to sacrifice. In the moment he's heard the story of falling away of his parents, and God promised a redemption it was in the mind of Abel that I need to sacrifice God where there will be a bloodshed so that I will be redeemed I will be you know redeemed by the blood from my sins so that's the reason Abel is bringing that offering as to sacrifice the lamb which need to be slain as a sacrifice Certainly Abel's offering is certainly different. It comes from the faith. Faith of what he listened to from his parents. Of knowing that how they were created. And they have fallen in sin. And now how they will be redeemed from their sinful nature. And Abel knew, knew that very clearly. And now he is bringing the offering, the lamb as an offering. So this act of faith moved God. And he accepted the offering of Abel. That's what the word of God says. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. You know today God wants us to believe. Before I close. God wants us to believe in two things. He wants us to believe what is written in the scripture. Which Cain failed to believe. You know none of these are you know fake none of these are just cooked up stories everything is true because bible says it's all spoken by god you know at times the devil at times the devil brings the doubt in our mind and makes us to wonder about what is written in the book it's not just an ordinary book the devil knew that knows that very clearly 
and he knew that in the garden of Eden and today he knows that it's a word of God but you know people fail to realize that it is a written word of God none of this are fake or it is just cooked up Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible sitting in the presence of God five forty days he was fasting not even drinking water can you imagine nobody can survive if they don't drink water more than seven days but Moses 40 days day and night he was sitting in the presence of God without drinking and eating anything God spoke to him and he wrote as he spoke otherwise nobody none of us know how the world was created we know it today because God spoke to Moses as he was listening to God so everything is true first thing what we need to put a bring in our life as we study about faith and the heroes of faith I'm sure we will study more, much many more things as we study one by one. But today we are about Abel. Two things we need to know. What is written about us? What is written in the word of God? It is true. In the past is true. What according to Bible. Secondly, he wants us to act in faith, hoping for future. You know, exactly the two things happened in the life of Abel. As Adam and Eve told him about what, how the creation, he just believed it, whereas Cain couldn't believe it. And Adam, sorry, Abel, since he believed it he brought that sacrifice seeking for a redemption from sin that's his faith so God expects us to you know you know you know be careful about these two aspects of faith and Bible says the faith of Abel had in God made him to be found righteous in the sight of God and that helped him to bring more excellent offering to God and it was accepted by God and God testifies about his offering and today where is our faith and what is our faith these are some of the questions which we need to ask about our faith the faith of believing God's creative power you know once we believe God God is a creator of the universe it is not difficult for God to create something in our lives because he has created the whole universe how easy it is for him to create something in our own life we will get into that faith we will start believing God for creating something in our life and when we start believing God we will start believing his promises and we will see a blessed future ahead of us in front of us do we believe God today for what happened in our past in Psalm 103 Bible says or the psalmist says about his God and he is our God today 103 verse 3 to 5 he says he forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases do we believe today that God has forgiven all our sins and God has healed me and today I am alive in this world because God has touched my life God has healed me I'm sure some of us can witness to the healing touch of God in our lives we would have gone through treatment we would have gone through medication you know but the, in the midst of all this who comes out of it unless God touches their lives unless God's healings you know touches upon their life and you know he says God I believe God because he has forgiven all my sins in the past and he has forgiven he has healed me from all my sicknesses and he goes on and on and he says in verse 4 he redeemed me from the death 
He redeemed me from the death. Many times we would have faced, you know, accidents in our life. Many times, you know, we would have faced so many situations in our life. In the midst of all, God made a way out of it. God, you know, brought us out of that situation. There are things rising against our lives. You know, in the family, in the society, in the church, and in our place, so many things are going against us. But in the midst of all, God brought us out of those things. And he says, he redeemed me from the dead. And he crowns me with love and tender mercies. Today, we are able to serve, you know, serve God because of his mercies in our life. You know, otherwise we are deserved. We, 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 you know, we deserve punishment from God. The way we lived in our past life, the sinful nature of our, you know, our body, we deserve punishment. But now today we are not punished because of his mercies, which we don't deserve. But still God gives us. And he says, he fills my life with good things. If you turn back the past life, he filled our lives with good things. Otherwise, we would not have seen all the days, good days in our life. The Christmas and the Easter and our birthdays, you know, and our uh, you know, uh, wedding anniversaries and all those good days, good things what we go through in our lives. We, we would not have seen those days in our lives. Because he's filling our life with good things. And he says, my mouth is renewed, my, sorry, my youth is renewed like that of the eagle. At times we feel weak. We are no more youth, you know, we are all, you know, in, our age is going, keep going, you know, we are all becoming older and older. But at times, Lord, when we sit in the presence of God, he gives us new strength, new courage, and new direction, and new motivation. You know, all these things our God is doing to us. Do we believe that? And Bible says, Abel, he just believed those things in his life. He just believed it where Cain couldn't believe it. We see two group of people even today. And we want to be part of the Abel, the group that you know behaves and does things the way Abel did. The second question is, can we trust him for future? I want to read some of the scriptures as a promise to us and close. Can we just trust in God for our future? In Jeremiah verse, chapter 29 verse 11 says, Jeremiah 29 verse 11, For I know the plans I have for you. God says, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future and God wants us to be like Abel today God wants us to believe in God's promises and what is his promise he's saying that I have plans to prosper you not to harm you you know today many people are afraid to come closer to God because they feel that God will put me in trouble you know he will take me he will corner me in such a way that and he will put me in trouble no and God says very clearly I have plans to prosper you not to harm you I have a plans to give you hope and the future you know that's what is the plan of plan of God Isaiah 54 13 says all your children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children you know today for any parent all that we toil on this world for what to see the 
peace and joy of our children you know this is a promise for our family today and it says all your children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children you know God wants to bless our families God wants to bless our families and he expects us to claim these promises in our we need to just kneel down and say Lord you have said that you will bring peace among our my children you will bring joy into my family Lord do it for your child do it I'm your child standing and asking you do it for me proverb 3 5 to 6 say trust in the Lord with all your heart that's what Abel did it looked like a story it looked like something cooked up by Adam and Eve but he just trusted in God with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding Cain he just he was just leaning on his own understanding he was trying to understand how is it possible you know when it comes to the matter of faith God wants us to just trust in him not question just trust in God and Proverbs 3 5 6 says in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't just lean on your own understanding. We don't see things happening but God expects us to trust in Him. And in all our path, acknowledge God as Abel did and He will make our path straight. Abel just believed in God. He was considered as a man of faith. Even though Abel died as a martyr, his life still speaks about his faith and his life still speaks about knowing God and his life still speaks about trusting God and his life still speaks about moving with God when we start putting our faith in God there are three things comes automatically in our life we know more about God we put our trust in God we move along with God and God will take us to a blessed life not just on this earth alone but even into eternity Abel believed it was God who created him everything in the past was of God and he also had a hope about the future that God the same God took, who took care of me in the past and he is able to take care of me even in the days yet to come this in our life God is expecting this morning to just to trust in him we may not you know we may not be a, we may think that you know we may not be a hero like the 12 heroes who are listed but you know when when Bible says something and when we do it and God is going to make our lives as a hero you know we may not be a hero in the world we may not come in those silver screens but you know we may be a hero for our children our generation tomorrow my our son my son and my daughter or my son our son or our daughter will you know stand up and say that I have seen my dad kneeling and praying to God I don't know what he was praying but I have seen that in every day and I know we hear the testimony my mom I remember she gets up and she prays I don't really know what she prays at times she shouts at times she cries and at times she does all these things she speaks in different language and all this thing she does but you know what that prayer has been carried over into my life now I understand now I realize it's all because of my mother's prayer it's all because of her tears you know you and I can become a hero and heroine for our children for our generation you know that's what God expects in our life shall we just close our eyes as we listen to what was going on in the life of Abel and Cain this morning God is speaking to us and he is encouraging us 
he is telling us my son my daughter all that you need to know just trust in me just believe in my words my words which were spoken for a specific purpose it will never return void it will accomplish the purpose for which it was sent this morning God is expecting you to trust in his word let's put our faith in God let's put our faith in God none of our ability none of our talents none of our health level can do anything good in our life and they cannot give us a promised future for ourselves and our families but one thing can do the word of God the spoken word of God or the written word of God today is so powerful because the word is he and he is the word and it is so powerful today it can bring great things in our lives Bible says even if you have a little faith as a faith of a mustard seed as the size of a mustard seed and if you tell this mountain to move from this place Bible says it will be done God expects us to grow in faith it is not enough that we know God we need to trust in God it is not enough that we trust in God we need to move with God that's where we see miracles happening in your life this morning God is speaking to you and he is asking you to get up from the place where you are start trusting and believing in God we will see great things in our lives we will see the move of God in our lives God does miracles in a supernatural way you may be expecting from certain avenues in your life and thinking that that's where your help is going to come no it is not going to come from there because our God doesn't do things in an ordinary way he does things in a supernatural way this morning the Spirit of God is telling me to tell you the way the plan the, the, the doors which you are expecting to open either your help may not come from there but there is a there is a there is a storehouse which God has kept for you for your life and as the as the Lord opens those doors you will see those blessings coming through in your life but you don't know about it but God says trust in me trust in me this morning God wants you to trust in you can you just trust in God with all your heart with all your strength with all your mind put your trust in God he is worthy of all our trust this morning